Hello everyone and welcome to Bottom Line Uganda. My name is Rodrigo. And I'm Morgan Murphy. Today's topic will be over education. This is the third part of our five-part series. Over all things Uganda. So you go ahead and get us started off here. Let's just start off by saying what education is. So schooling. <laughs> yes, education is basic. The, ability the purpose of to education to is to teach children, possibly just over all they need to know in life. Education is like the key to your future. Exactly. Yep. So tell us a bit about Uganda. Education. Yeah. Well. By going to school the kids, since most of them actually drop out after secondary school. After primary school, actually. So they don't even go to secondary? They don't. Most of them do. The boys go out, get out of primary school because of a loss of interest, while girls get out of primary school because of... Uh, issues, issues in with their puberty. Body. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they usually drop out after they get their period, but it gets too difficult to exactly. continue schooling, yes. which and is also, actually another topic of ours, the fifth episode, so stay tuned for that. <laughs> also, teen pregnancy leads to them yes, leaving. Yes. So, going to school for in Uganda eliminates their poverty, of course. Yes. Because with the education they have, they obtain, they could get actual jobs, and they could earn money that way. Yes. So in 2002, the literacy rate for adults, the national literacy rate for adults in Uganda was 68.1%, and it jumped to 73.8% in 2015. That might not seem like a big jump, but it's a large jump for most adults. That's a lot. It is a large amount. It's It's not a lot. It's a big jump with the education they have. And... For children, their nationality, their rate, the literacy rate, there we go, and, uh, from 2002 to 2015, rose 87%. That is a very substantial It is very increase. substantial. Yes, exactly. With teachers, um, well, they're, of course, the ones who teach the children. That Uganda. would make sense. It's yeah. kind of in the name. <laughs> they, they have a low pay, which means that they would mostly take up two jobs. Oh, yeah. Which later leads for them to not show up sometimes in the classes since they have to have their other other job. So children sometimes have no, no teacher te- in the oh, classroom wow. at all. So they can't even learn. Mm-hmm, exactly. And since education costs in Uganda a lot. Not even, a the, lot even to, the public schools. Yes, yeah. A lot to the people. Not a lot of money, but a lot to the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it means that it's basically a waste there. Uh, the the children. The but you families, can only get like jobs yes. with an education. The so families like, of the children. Yeah, exactly. They're <laughs> wasting their money if the teacher doesn't show up. So that's, that's also a problem there because they need to get taught. Yeah, they need to have an education to have a job, but they can't get an education without the teacher being there because the teacher isn't getting paid. So exactly. That's a lot of stuff happening there. In 1997, the U.S. aid, which 
sent out money to countries to help them. Yes. And the Ministry of Education and Sports, they're promoting the education, the ability to read and literacy skills of citizens in Uganda, especially children at a very young age, since they are the ones. They are the future. Exactly. They are the ones who will thrive in Uganda, and they're the ones who will possibly change the future. Yeah. Which we hope is a lot better than what they have now. Yeah, especially if we keep raising awareness and keep giving funds to the education, let's hope that it improves. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, on that note, we should probably welcome to the show our guest for this podcast, Kim Laster. First question, what is education like in Uganda? Education in Uganda varies quite a bit, actually. So um, there are different tiers of um, qualities of schools that are available to children in Uganda. There are government schools, which government schools require fees, even for um, students in rural villages. And the fees are, even though we would see them as inexpensive, for those children and those families, they're very expensive. And so if you think about the average person in Uganda living on a dollar a day, um, which is actually more than many families have, and if the education costs $20 a month, that's a significant portion of their, their livelihood per capita. So it's a big challenge. But even with the government schools, so if you can afford that $20 a month, um, this classrooms typically have 50 children per teacher minimum, and that's a, an average size class. Many will have up to 85 or 90 students per teacher. And as you might expect, there's not a lot of education happening in that room. And so that takes us then to the school actual classrooms. I have been in many of those schools. Um, think about um, that shack that may be way out at your favorite remote ca- uh, camping spot that's got maybe whole cracks in the walls and, and nothing on the walls and holes in the roof. That's exactly what these schools are like. So the environment is not conducive to learning. Um, there are no desks. You don't have a desk. You do sometimes have a handmade bench and they're writing kind of on their book or on a notebook or something. So very challenging circumstances. Then there are also international schools, which are um, usually developed by organizations that are bringing in external funding. And um, those schools cost a whole lot more and they pay their teachers, obviously, you know, a lot more. And so in those schools, the very, very elite Ugandans can afford those. Um, and but most of those students are expats from other countries as well. So it's a wide variety um, about uh, probably, I think it depends on which district in Uganda, but anywhere from 20 to 40% of the students don't attend school at all. I do hate to interrupt here, but you said something about how the teachers are being paid less in some schools. Do you know specific numbers? I can give you, yes, I can give you some examples. So a typical teacher in Uganda at a government school may be making 40 to $50 per month. Um, and that's a pretty good fair salary um, for a lot of trades in Uganda. At the international schools, I can tell you for a brand new teacher, my daughter's gonna teach for a year in Uganda at an international school, not an elite international, just a basic international school. And she'll make just about $800 a month, which for Uganda is extremely wealthy. So you can see a big disparity in what they're paying for, for teachers. Seeing all the challenges they face, 
is it worth it for the children to still go to school? It's, it is absolutely worth it. If um, without an education in Uganda, um, you have very little hope of, of doing anything. So even even within Uganda, the uh, people want to hire people that are educated. So it's, it's very important to have that education. The challenge is in Uganda, you do not get to go to secondary school, which would be after probably eighth, after seventh grade, unless you pass the national exam. The national exam is over 16 different subjects, and you have to score pretty high in order to, to pass that to go on to secondary school. So we obviously go to a public school here. That doesn't cost us anything. So do they not have public schools available to them? No, the government schools require those fees. And so those fees at the lower end would be that $20 per month. Wow, okay. Thank you for joining us, and thank you, Ms. Laster, for joining us as well. Tune in for our next segment on birth control in Bottom Line, Uganda.